gon' check me? Who gon' call me? Bitch, I'm falling. Prince and body. Who gon' check me? Who gon' call me? Bitch, I'm flexing. Prince and body. In your lobby. And I'm falling. Just like Ronnie. Just like Ronnie. Just like Vladdy. Just like Ronnie. That's our test. Damn, I'm the best. I do confess. Kobe number eight. That's on my chest. Jordan the Great. Yeah, he the best. LeBron with the flex. And with the checks. Who gon' check me? Who gon' guard me? Bitch, I'm ballin'. Prince and body. He is a Laker maniac, and he is the Archbishop of the Bronze Sexuals. <sighs> Welcome back to Prince and Barty. Yo, we in the building, man. We here. Prince and Barty. In your lobby. Yeah. Man, NFL, man, it's been crazy. You know, Monday, the Pittsburgh Steelers got knocked off by the Washington Redskins. So when we look at the situation now with these power rankings, their number has dropped them out of the top, what, top two teams in the league now. Yeah, they still got to be top five. Yeah, they still top five. So we might as well unveil the top, uh, Prince and Barty's official top five power rankings for, what, week 13? Yep. Week 13. So let, let, let's do our power rankings now. Number five, we have the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, man. I know they. I know they just lost, but they they playing good ball, man. Great ball. I mean, you got Derrick Henry doing his thing. Um, they look very good. Um, you got Ryan Tannehill, man. Tannehill, man. Man, look how he's been with since he's come to Tennessee. The offense looking sick right now. Real sick. Real sick. I mean, yeah, they lost the game versus Cleveland, but when you really think of how this team is put together, uh, Mike Vrabel from the the Belichick uh, family. You really can say to yourself that this team is ready for the postseason. Do you think they can make a championship run? They can, but I feel like we saw Derrick Henry kind of get shut down a little bit. I'm afraid they go as Derrick Henry goes, so I don't know if he gets shut down, how effective are they? Because that, that run opens up the pass game. Most definitely. Most so definitely. We'll gotta see. We'll see we'll see we'll see which way it takes us. Now 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 let's look to uh the fourth best team on our power ranking, the New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints. The Saints, man. Uh, your boy, the uh, ro- the Robo quarterback. Oh yeah, you already know, man. I mean, this 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 dude, man. He look he looked real good versus the Falcons this past week. Um, do you think that he is going to take the helm from Drew Brees when he's healthy? I think they'll give him a look. I mean, he. I think he's a better passer than they thought. They thought he was more Tebow with, like, the sloppy mechanics. But it's something about Taysom Hill, man. He got, like, a winner. He got, like, a winning thing to him, man, like a, t- like a magic to him. I can't explain it. It's not pretty all the time, but. You know, I, I'm not trying to take any knock from him, but I also believe that it's Sean Payton, man. Sean yeah. Payton, you put certain – because he did the same thing with Teddy Bridgewater when Teddy Bridgewater was in New Orleans. I mean, if you really think about it, Drew Brees been hurt these last two years. And so when Teddy came in last year, black quarterback came in, uh, led him to what? He was undefeated. So now you got Taysom Hill, and he's basically doing the same thing. He's undefeated. So are you saying you could just plug anybody in that Sean Payton system? That's what it sounds like you kind of saying. Uh, 
I wouldn't say so because Drew Brees, I'm not taking away from Brees. Brees is a great quarterback. But I also feel that Sean Payton got Troy Aikman some rings as far as the system he ran with uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. So you got to give my man his credit, especially uh, just, just winning in the NFC when you got Russell Wilson, you got uh, Aaron Rodgers, you got good quarterbacks, and he's putting in anybody. Tom Brady's in the NFC, and right now Taysom Hill is looking better than Tom Brady. That's crazy to say. Yeah. That's the narrative now. Taysom Hill looks better than Tom Brady. Yeah, um, Sean Payton team's always been in a position ready to win, but I just – I'm not a Saints fan, but they got to win one soon, man. They drought been crazy. Them and Green Bay's drought. Pretty much. It's been a while. Let's go to the number three team. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers who got knocked off by Washington on Monday night. Uh, do you think we being fair to moving them to three? I mean, it's fair, but I mean, I think that that undefeated record, that ghost was creeping up on them. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot of pressure trying to go undefeated with, with a – Historic franchise like the Steelers, you know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, when you really look at the situation, the the real narrative and storyline is is this: you you look at the losses by Kansas City, and you look at the losses by um, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh lost to a Washington Redskins team, really not that good. And not saying Oakland is a great team, but Oakland is. I mean, Oakland and Derek Carr. I mean, Vegas. Yeah, um, uh, that's right. Vegas, 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 Vegas and Derek Carr. Vegas and Derek Carr, and then don't forget John Gruden at the coach. I mean, they put together a good game plan to beat Kansas City. So I think that looking at those losses, I think Pittsburgh's loss is a little bit worse, losing to the Skins. So, um, no, nah, that looked, yeah. Yeah, I mean, come on. That looks wild. And then it was a backup quarterback at that, Alex Smith. So, you know, you, you were supposed to pull that game out. I don't know right. what, what was going on with the defense or Big Ben. Maybe they're hurting from the loss of Bud Dupree for the season. So yeah. that could be the issue. But they have moved to the number three spot on the power rankings. Number two, we have the Green Bay Packers. Man, Aaron Rodgers just drinking from that fountain of youth. Yeah, man. Uh, A-Rod, man. He just looks he looks good, man. Looks good. I mean, him and Devontae Adams have looked like that Jerry Rice and Montana connection. Yeah. I mean, you draft a quarterback knowing y'all need receivers and just other weapons. He just – he felt slight. He got that chip on his shoulder. Sometimes great players just need that little extra to just dominate. So is he the MVP or are you still give it to Patrick Mahomes? It's going to be a tight race. You're not going to know that for a while, I feel like. That's true. Let's see these next two games and just see. How things pan out. Right. Let's let's uh, go to the number one team on our power rankings. I'll let you unveil them. We already know who they are. The Patty Mahomes Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Kansas City Chiefs, man. Come on, you can't. It like I, I've been saying this for weeks. They can win ugly. They can win pretty. Mm-hmm. So that's I think that's the DNA of a championship team. Most definitely, most definitely. I mean, listen. The funny thing is, before our takes from last week, I told everybody I said take the fourteen. Hey, hey, I hope some people listen to me because I made you some money last week. Yeah. Listen, so I'm going to give my quick hot take on this weekend. My game of the week is the game on Thursday. Rams-Patriots. Who you got in that? Pats, man. Pats. Pats are five-point underdog. You look at how they're playing. They won a game. They scored 45 points. And Cam didn't even throw a touchdown. Cam didn't even have over 100 yards passing. And they won forty five to nothing. Nah, that's I me. Mean, it just shows you the greatness of Belichick, man, and how he could 
just give him anybody. Like you could go out there right now and mm-hmm. and give him quality minutes. He's a great coach. I think he's shown. I think he's excited now because he can actually coach. He's not a front runner, so now he could just almost like what um happened to uh, Eric Spolster. I'm not putting Eric Spolster in mm-hmm. Belichick in the same world. I'm mm-hmm. just saying as far as now you could just have fun again and not have the expectations true. of winning a chip every year. That is true. That is true. So with that being said, you know, it's this been this whole narrative this season: Brady versus Belichick, Belichick versus Brady. Um. Who do you think so far? Which team has at this point? Who do you think is the better team? The Pats or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? The better team. Uh, I will still still have to get an edge to our uh, Tampa Bay just because mm-hmm. of the weapons they have. True. But what Bill Belichick has been able to do without any weapons, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Uh, especially on offense, who is um Cam throwing to? He's throwing to undrafted guys. Practice team guys like so. What Cam has? If you give Cam Chris Godwin, mm-hmm. I think I think they got a chance to win the Super Bowl. So I mean, Cam has no weapons. Cam, and I think Cam has leverage for getting his next contract too, mm-hmm. whether with the Patriots or somebody else, because he could be like, "Hey, look what I accomplished with nothing." That's true. That's true. That's true. It, it, it's going to be definitely interesting. Interesting because when you look at the situation. I mean, everybody thought that Brady at the beginning of the year won the battle, and now that they've been on this slide and been losing games, you realize Brady does need a great defense. Yeah, I don't know. Just watch, I've watched a lot of uh, Tampa Bay games, and Brady just looks kind of out of it. I, I can't explain it. I'm not trying to overreact with the overthrows, but he just you just seeing somebody's eyes. He just looks – I've never seen Tom Brady look rattled, and I've seen – as a Giants fan, I've seen every version of Brady – Focus Brady just it's something in Tampa Bay where he doesn't feel comfortable like you could just see it even on the field mm, most definitely most definitely it, it's going to be interesting I mean definitely this weekend you know the Pats got the Rams and so the Patriots I mean the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers we got to see if they can bounce back from all these losses they had because if they keep losing honestly right now they're out of, out of the playoff picture right now I mean, you look at uh, what's going on in the Rams division see, Seattle and the Rams are going to get in the playoffs so that's another position yeah they put another position in there, but somebody from that NFC East has to get in, more than likely be the Giants. So somebody's going to be the odd team out, but uh, we need to go ahead and jump into some hoops, man. Yeah, we jump, gotta- in, jump into some hoops real quick, man. It's, it's so much going on in the world of basketball, man. You heard that quote, right? A whole a whole lot to unpack with that quote, man. If you don't know, that's 
former NBA player Steven Jackson, co-host of All the Smoke with Matt Barnes. If you know Jackson, you know about Malice in the Palace with Ron Artest with Jermaine O'Neal. So you know Steven Jackson is a man about his business, and if he, he'll put his name on any day of the week. So to hear him just come out and basically call James Harden a you know what I'm saying? Like he just called this manhood out. Like, well, let's 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 be real about something here. So we've we've praised Harden always in the past on this show. So now don't don't let nobody get it twisted. We're not trying to throw this man under the bus, but let's 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 have a conversation. Steve Nash, MVP. You know, you look at certain people who played under Dan Tony in his system. He gears. 100% to the offensive side. James in OKC was a third wheel, so he wasn't on the level of Russ or on the level of Kevin. So now he gets the ideal situation to go play in Houston, and they take the same system, ran with Steve Nash, and what he does, win two MVPs. So you look at this this narrative – He's going to put all his loyalty to the guy who got him the shoe contract, the guy who got him the, 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 the deal as far as with Houston to have the same similar contract as Steph Curry. So this guy here got a contract. He's put the money. D'Antoni's put, basically put money in his pocket. So his mindset is this thing ain't working because D'Antoni ain't here. I'm not going with this system that Silas is running because he's thinking his Silas system might be similar to his father, Paul Silas' system. And so he doesn't want to deal with this situation. Now, I'm not siding with James. We're just looking at the examination of what, what James is looking at. He only going with what, you know, he doesn't think the Rockets are in a perspective to rebuild, you know, I mean, I, no, to win, but more to rebuild. And so he doesn't want to rebuild anymore. But I agree with Jax. But see, at the same time, not everybody's cut from that cloth in the NBA. You know that. There's certain players that are cut from that cloth, and there's players that aren't. You know, Karan Butler might would do something like that. Certain players will stay and play for that coach, but James has never really shown me that he's ever been about anybody but himself. Not to knock him, but that's just my my vibe I see from him. No, I feel you. I mean, James Harden probably one of the few athletes in history where the franchise gave him everything he wanted. He ran the show. They brought Dwight Howard in. They said you needed help. They brought Dwight Howard in. You didn't click. All right, you say you want to play off the ball. They bring Chris Paul in. You say Rush is your childhood best friend. They bring in Russell Westbrook. I just named you three Hall of Famers. Like, I just named you three Hall of Famers. Actually, you're missing one, too. Six. Who am I missing? Uh, Kevin Durant, who he played with in OKC. Yeah, but I'm talking about when James Harden was the man and established. Not like I'm talking about when he's James Harden, not like sidekick James Harden, where the franchise said, hey, "We'll bring this guy in, this guy in." So it's like at some point, if you if you you looking around, if it's not you, then it's me. Like who is it now? James Harden about to be what 32 or something. He probably has they saying like three more years of MVP caliber playing left mm-hmm. in him. So it's like as a team, we just seen. Your franchise give you everything you ask for. And I don't even have none of that. I can't even give anything they gave you. So what makes you think I'm going to mortgage my future, trade all my picks, my current players to bring you in, and I got to make you happy? 
and you could just leave me in two years hmm. and just go get another contract somewhere else. So it's like James Harden needs to be worried about how to adjust his game. It's If everybody – listen, that whole ring-chasing narrative, bro, all everybody does it. Because when you're uh, on James Harden's level, you're playing for legacy now. Mm-hmm. You're not playing like anybody else. You need rings. You need things like that. So whatever man feels like he has to do to get a ring, that's on him. But he has to realize your contract is crazy. You're an older player, and you're an older player that needs the offense built around him. Mm. All Everybody sacrificed. Braun sacrificed. D-Wade sacrificed. Chris Bosh. Draymond Green. <laughs> Draymond Green was the primary point guard for Golden State. How soon we forget. When KD got there, his usage rate went in the toilet. Mm-hmm. You a fantasy guy. Draymond Green was the number one fantasy player to get. Because mm-hmm. he's hitting every – as soon as KD got there – his numbers dwindled. So it's one of those things where I don't I don't know what Harden's going to do. I don't know what the Rockets are going to do. They was lucky to get that Westbrook contract gone. But imagine if you John Wall, and I don't know how close him and Harden are, but you coming into a situation, it's like, damn, bro, I just got here. The whole vibe and energy is crazy. It's overshadowing even uh, Boogie. Mm-hmm. Boogie back in the league. I'm happy for Boogie. He fought. He been hurt. Now he's back. Now you got to deal with the BS. Well, listen, if John Wall can get back to his form, that's still going to be an exciting team, with or without Harden. I agree. Eric Gordon is still there. But um, They have their pe- – go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm going to cut you off. They got the, uh, the, the slim from uh, from Detroit. Mm-hmm. I forgot his name. He, he's good in uh, PER, too. Exactly. Wood, Lauren Wood. Yeah, yeah Christian Wood. Christian Wood, Christian I'm sorry. Wood, yeah. So they got – and they got Boogie. So they, they actually – Harden needs a slim. When he had when he went to the Western Conference Finals, he had Clint Capella. Mm-hmm. Wood could be that. So I think Harden needs to just. Well, I honestly, I don't, I don't think that 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 team is going to just mesh because I think Harden wants what he wants, and that's why we've had these talks. So I believe he's he's going to push himself out the door like Kyrie did. Certain players are just certain so toxic that they just don't want to be there. So I don't even think Harden is. I wouldn't be surprised. If we don't even see Harden play till probably January. That's just my opinion. Wow, yeah, that's a that's a tricky situation, man. Let's let's jump into this extension real quick, man. One hundred and ninety million from the L.A. Clippers. Six-time All-Star four Paul George has signed a maximum contract extension with the Clippers, guaranteeing him as much as two hundred and twenty-six million over the next five years via his agent Aaron Mint. You know what that's like, like. Being a parent, right? That's like if my daughter crash mm-hmm. on a cord. She crash, she crash it twice. I get it fixed. She crash it again. Then I buy her Bentley. <laughs> like, that's kind of how I look at this. Paul George played garbage in the playoffs, hitting the side of the backboard. We know all the jokes. And then he gets rewarded with this extension. But me and you was talking offline about the politics behind this move that I think the average fan might not be seeing. Mm-hmm. It's security. Of course. Of course. I mean, we obviously know how uh, Uncle Dennis and Kawhi, they maneuver. And so they don't have no surety if Kawhi is going to be a Clipper. Facts. So if they don't have no surety, they say, listen, what's the next best thing? We secure Paul. That way we have somebody who wants to come in and play with him. But the only issue I have with this particular roster, and we've discussed this already, I just I just see pieces, man. I don't see a cohesive unit. You know, there, there's like we said, there's no leader, there's no true point guard. Um, yeah, they picked up Luke Kennard from Detroit, 
which is a good shooter, but what what that's like that's Landry Shen. Exactly. You replace a piece. And then you really didn't even replace you replace with Ubaka. I mean, that's decent, but at the same time, you don't have enough for the Lakers. And that is who you are basically gearing up for is LA versus LA. Uh, honestly, I don't think that they will make it to the Western Conference Finals. Honestly, I still I still think they'll be the odd man's out again. Do you think they might be trying to gear up with enough pieces to get to the trade deadline and then make some moves midseason? That's I mean, it could uh, maybe, but they could they could still trade Paul George too. They they could, but, but I, don't, I don't think that's the case. I think that they they're trying to keep Paul because here's the biggest thing you got to remember about the Clippers. So the Clippers had some form of fans coming to the game because they had something that was sexy, which was Lob City. Yeah. Then you lose Chris Paul. Then you lose Blake. Uh, Blake. And anything left is DeAndre. So he gets shipped over to, to New York. And you, you rebuild your whole team. And you make it a team that's filled with nothing but role players who want to hustle, play defense, and keep it close. You bring in Lou Williams. You get Montrez Harold. You're starting Pat Beverly. You, you have this dynamic of a team. And then – you get a phone call from somebody who doesn't want to play with LeBron but wants to go to L.A. And nothing was thought through. It's just let's put together this super team that we think is going to beat LeBron James. But at the same time, one guy has always won with the big man. The narrative of Kawhi Leonard is you have to have a key big man. He had some form of key big man with Ibaka and Gasol, but he didn't, he didn't have that now. And, yeah. and now you got Zoo thinking Zubak is going to be this, but how you throw this young whoopersnapper in the, in the paint versus AD and think that he's going to hold his own? Versus Joker, and you saw how Joker treated him. Joker had that Joker dude. Joker did him dirty. Joker was looking. It was a clinic. Listen, he looked like uh, uh, Elijah one versus <laughs> He was doing all kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, this 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 dude had, man. So just going back to that the uh, the Doc Rivers comments real quick. What do you, how do you think Ty Lue feels about Doc kind of saying like Ty Lue was on the bench with me? I mean, <laughs> like if Ty Ty can't even say anything though. Ty has to keep his mouth shut. Of course, because Ty wouldn't even be in the position he is if it wasn't for Doc. That's the sensei. Doc literally got you your job. He got you your start. He he showed you the path to a championship and you took it. Now the only thing I say is is this when. When it comes to this, I think everybody wants to pass the blame. You know you're not going to get an answer from Kawhi because Kawhi don't talk. At all. Kawhi doesn't say anything. So you have Paul George going in, saying things, receiving money, and Doc receives all the blame. But at the end of the day, you know who really won this battle? Doc Rivers because he has a younger team, a better developed superstar in Embiid and Simmons. And I will even say this. Ben Simmons is a better defender than Kawhi right now. Right now, absolutely, yeah. So you have the better defender. You just switched your team up and brought in Dwight Howard. I mean. They got Danny Green, too. Danny Green as well. I mean, this is an ideal situation for Doc Rivers. And then also this, remember this, not only did they get Danny Green, they got the sniper, Seth Curry. I forgot about that pickup. That team is going to be very dangerous. And so with all that being said, you know what I'm, I can't wait for? When the Sixers play the Clippers. Yeah. They should have made that the Christmas game. That should have been one. Well, listen, you know, it's 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 been – everything has been released, and you know they always want to have Lakers on, on Christmas. 
And that's just the thing. Lakers always going to be, come on, man. When have you not seen? Listen, when the Lakers were trash. They always play. With Kobe. Yeah. They they could go into Christmas being five games, six games under 500, playing the Heat, and you know Kobe's going to probably put up 40, 50. The Lakers have always had some form to keep them sexy, whether it's been Kobe Bryant, Magic Johnson. But, you know, when you look at these other teams, the Clippers don't understand what sexy is. You had sexy with Blake and Paul. If you probably put a, a decent wing with them, not an aging Paul Pierce, we would be having a different conversation. Clippers might have won a championship. Yeah. But unfortunately, uh, like you say, who was the owner? Donald Sterling. Foolishness going on behind closed yeah, doors. That's what I'm saying. It got to start it's, from it's, the owner, GM, coach, everything, star yeah. player. Come it got to be one line. And that's why, they, that's why they went and got our guy and, and thought he was going to make it work. But understand something. I want to make one thing clear to Mr. Jerry West. It don't matter who you is, Mr. Jerry. If you got LeBron James, anything is possible in the NBA. Spoken like a true Bron sexual. <laughs> but I thought of a Disney commercial with that shit. <laughs> you know, I knew it was coming. But listen, let's press the elevator, just go upstairs to mm-hmm. the penthouse. Of course. Let's talk Lake Show, man. Got to, got to. So Braun was saying, so it's always been rumors with Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma be getting killed by Laker Nation. Mm-hmm. They don't have a good game. You better play like that. Mm-hmm. You have a bad game. You're getting traded. Mm-hmm. So Kuzma, who was in a doghouse like that? Caldwell Pope, mm-hmm. KCP. Mm-hmm. He lived in a doghouse, got himself out of the doghouse. Mm-hmm. So LeBron recently said that he thinks Kuzma is going to have the biggest upside next year. What do you say to that? Do you think – what? because you, you know LeBron is a GM. He's the owner. So once LeBron says something, he knows something. You're a hooper. So – of course, you play ball. You've been in practice. When you're in practice, this is one guy that's on the team. Everybody who watches the game, they say, why is this guy on the team? But you knew. Of course. In practice, why he's on the team. That's like you, all, that's all NBA players. Exactly. To be real, yeah. So they, they see what he does in practice. So it must mean he's doing something good in practice. Now, when the stage that you're trying to put Kuz on I mean, even Kobe failed when he first started with the air balls in Utah. So you got to give this man time to to breathe, to be bred, to be grown. And I think that LeBron sees the maturation. He sees certain moments like the shot in Denver. You know what I mean? He sees that this kid can do more. And the team is committed to Kyle Kuzma, as you can see. You see Jeannie's committed to Kyle. You see Rob is committed to Kyle. You see Frank is committed to Kyle, the coaching staff. Not only that, you see LeBron and Anthony Davis is committed. So with LeBron saying this, come on, man. One thing we know about LeBron, LeBron is a master chess player. If he comes out and says this, what, can, what is that going to do? People say it's going to put pressure on him. No, that's going to give this kid so much confidence. He's going to be like, man, LeBron still believes in me even when I'm messing up. Even when we got every, all this media Saying, what was Kyle doing? Shannon Sharp wanted to crucify Kyle Kuzma. Uh, uh, Stephen A., um, Skip Bellis, for all the things he did in the postseason. But now your star comes back and says, listen, we believe in him because what we see in practice. This dude may have one of the best seasons this season just from confidence. I mean, if you think about it, the organization, we see what Brandon Ingram has done. 
right? You see what Brandon Ingram has done in New Orleans. The organization believes that this guy is still better than Brandon Ingram. They smoking crack. <laughs> that good, that good nineteen eighties pookie crack. Hey, let me tell you something. You never know, man. Dude might turn around and be uh, a better version of Gallinari. Hold on, is he signing clutch sports? Because <laughs> that would make sense If he come back LeBron and Rich Paul They got some What they got man They cooking the books If he signed the clutch sports mm, We're going to check that right now Let's, let's Please We're going to do that it's, Where's Qu- Quinn Cook Was he signed the clutch sports nah, Quinn, Quinn Cook is, is, is a clutch Is a clutch sports <laughs> You see what I'm yeah, saying he is, he is, he is That's like me and you Get an agency mm-hmm. And hire all our boys right. I'm not mad at it mm-hmm. But it's Listen LeBron and Rich Paul as black men, how they was able to infiltrate a racist sports culture and kind of transcend everything, how business is done. Hats off to them, man. I'm, I just, I seen uh, Rich Paul when he had the showcase. Austin Brown. So, no, he doesn't have the same agent as. Uh, oh, okay. So his, his agent is Austin Brown. Does Clutch Sports own Austin Brown? No, sir. Yeah, you got to ask. His agency, possibly, you know. A stake in the you know percentage. Well, clutch, <laughs> clutch, yeah, clutch do have a lot of people, but now he's not he's not on the clutch sports. Definitely, man. So, so many games to dive into this weekend, and basketball starts uh, Friday as far as preseason. Yeah. So, real quick, man, real quick, what you got coming out the east and the west? Just like pre, just early, yeah, early pre, right before preseason. I like the Sixers, man. Sixers, so we got Sixers, Lakers, old school. Yeah, but I like it's the six. I think the Nets are going to be better than people think. But I like the Sixers. When Drew Holiday's my, I don't know. I feel like the East is it's up. I think Boston didn't get better though. Mm. So I don't know how Boston is going to navigate through those other teams. Kemba Small, bro. Listen, I got New Jersey, and I got LA. Yeah, yeah. I, I got uh, what round four of KD. LeBron, and uh, th- you know you know what's going to happen this time. So it'll be a tie after this point. They'll be tied in two games. I mean, but I do say this, though. It's not going to be because of LeBron. Anthony Davis will have a finals MVP this year. I give the finals MVP to AD. You heard it here first. You already know, man. Let, let's drop the social media on them real quick. And Prince we trust. Yeah, man. Prince and Barty, everything Prince and Barty, man. Follow us on every social media. Media platform and Ace Lombardi. Uh, follow me on IG. We out you. Yes, sir. Prince and Barty is your number one source for all things sports. Now streaming on Spotify and iTunes.